0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today we get to hang out with Maddie O'Neill. I personally like her music. If you haven't heard it before, go check it out. Maddie is a producer and DJ from Denver, Colorado. She's been averaging over 90 shows a year, which is a lot. And she's amassed several million Spotify streams in the last few years with collaborations from artists like Closey and many others. She's performed at major music festivals all over the place like Electric Forest, Camp Bisco, Summer Camp. North Coast, she's played at some of my favorite venues like Red Rocks, and has supported major artists like Pretty Lights, Big Gigantic, The Floozies, and many, many others. Today, Maddie and I talk about a lot of random good stuff, like her favorite gear, talk about some random stories playing shows, her creative outlook as an artist, and we both share some of our favorite new plugins and devices that we've been using. She teases us with some upcoming projects and collaborations that I pulled out of her that she shared, so you get a sneak peek into some of her upcoming projects. I think she's a super cool person, so without wasting any more time, let's jump into today's episode with Maddie. So how have you been? How's life?
1: Good. Um, I just got over a little sickness, so if I sound extra baritone-y, I'll just blame it on that.
0: (laughs) This would be a good time to record vocals if you want to do some like lower pitched (laughs) harmonics or
1: something. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I've been really good. I had like the craziest two weeks like of my life. Like the last, well, I guess, yeah, it was the last three weeks. The last weekend was Summer Camp Festival and uh, Fort Castle, Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. So I did two sets at both of those. So I had like a four set weekend and it was just like madness.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. I've been following all the Instagram posts. And uh, Summer Camp looked dope. You had a lot of highlight reels from that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have, like, content for days from the yeah, past couple
0: just, of weekends. That's every artist's dream. It's just yeah. having tons
1: of content in the catalog. Yep. Yeah. I somehow became, like, a local at Summer Camp. Like, I've played there, like, seven years in a row. I'm, I'm good really? friends. Yeah, I'm good oh, friends okay. with um, the owner now. Um, I actually hung out with him in Bangkok with, like, the Cherub boys. Oh, dope. So, so like, I, I don't know. He just, he finds his, like, go-to artists and, like, books them over and over again, like, like Cherub, and I just kind of, like, got doctored in or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's always, like, my favorite crowd. It was amazing. I'm, like, still smiling from that set, so.
0: Yeah. I've had tickets or offers to go to summer camp just to, like, attend, for like several years in a row but like every year something comes up and i haven't been able to make it and this year is no exception either definitely sometime someday
1: definitely one i would check out at some point in time for sure absolutely
0: yeah i'll give you a proper intro at the beginning of the podcast i think you're super dope and i love your music and i was like more people need to hear this if they haven't already
1: i appreciate
0: it Little backstory, um, I opened for you when you toured through Indianapolis like five months ago or something like that. Uh, You and Corey, Marvel years. Yep. You have great stage presence. Like it raised the bar. When I saw you play after me, I was like, damn, I need to dance more. (laughs) Well, thank you. Need to work on my dance moves while DJing. (laughs) It's very important. Crucially, you gotta do the wubs when the wubs yeah. happen and the- That's right. You gotta memorize <laughs> all the hand gestures for each Wub. Totally. <laughs> the different types of Wubs which might like require different hand movements.
1: Yeah, you got so. like the whittly woos and then you got like the future based stuff. That's right. You gotta <laughs> you got it
0: on lock. It's perfect. <laughs> Thanks. Also love your German Shepherd. Been seeing a lot of posts about
1: the German Shepherd. What's his name? Uh Benson. He's actually sitting right here. Oh, is he? Hey Benson. I don't wanna cause Too much commotion because he'll be all up in it.
0: He'll be get He'll get real excited.
1: He's vibing out down there.
0: He's chilling. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think most people need to have like a studio pet or like an emotional support pet
1: for their studio. Yep. Yeah. He like he's very hyperactive. And the only time that he'll literally just sit and chill and not like whine is when I'm working on music because he knows that like we're in it for like a couple hours, you know? Yeah. So he just yeah. like vibes out like under the desk or wherever. So
0: that's awesome. My friend Gardner, at Garden Sound, he's like a really good friend of Mister Bill and does videos for Mister Bill and like Bill Gates and some other people. Nice. Uh, and he's got like Lila, which is like a a bird. I think it's a cockatoo, but she'll oh, like wow. she'll like sing his songs and stuff. Like, oh my god, that's awesome. She's amazing. Yeah, he's got some good videos of her on YouTube. Nice. But yeah, let's let's talk more about you. Um, maybe share a little bit of your music background. Like how did you get into music in the first place for people who don't know
1: you very well? Um. Well, so I started making music when I was a sophomore in college. So like 11 years ago. But yeah, I kind of got into producing kind of randomly. So I, I grew up in a very musical family. My brother was in a bunch of like indie rock bands in St. Louis where I grew up. And my dad was in a band um, before I was born. Like they like lived in Hollywood and like they had like a gutted out Wonder Bread truck as their like tour band. That's dope. I've only heard stories. I haven't seen photos of it. That's but um so yeah, I grew up, you know, listening to music, records were on. We had like a a music den in my house. So it was like rather than like living room it was like the side like music den where it was all the instruments and there was a record player and it was definitely like a theme constantly growing up but i you know i had an older brother that was three years older than me and he was like started playing drums and guitar and everything like really really young so like as the little sister i was like oh that's his thing you know i was like i'm gonna do something else
0: but Little did you know.
1: Yeah. So like later in life, I actually got my brother a copy of Ableton for Christmas um when I was in college and he gave me the demo because it just came with like that extra Live Light CD. Yeah, And yeah. I was like, all right, yeah, like maybe I'll hang on to this and like see what I can do. And I like put it on my computer and went to Guitar Center like the same day and bought a an APC40. Very good choice. Yeah, so I just started or maybe it was a 20. It's probably a 20. Yeah. I literally just like was so curious like watching videos on YouTube and just like, you know, like the demo that popped up, I was just like, holy shit, like, you know, it just kind of like sparked and I got really curious and started watching all the YouTube videos that I possibly could. And like awesome. sampling and throwing shit in there and just kind of like experimenting until I kind of figured it out.
0: Yep. And before you started using it? Uh, or this was after you started using it?
1: I, after I bought it for my brother, I took the demo version after oh, gotcha. Christmas. Used- okay, nice. And I think I started using it before he did. So <laughs> I was just like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like,
0: I remember CDs. Took forever to install anything, and like even at Guitar Center now, in some shops, like they still have giant boxes of like software that you can buy off the wall. Do we need to have? Do we need those? Like,
1: do we (laughs) we 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 still have like a like an Archeria like hip hop samples pack that's like on a disc, like somewhere in here? I don't know where it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like what I did when I first started. Was like I would buy shit like that and like get my sample library up and. I actually started, the way I learned most of what I know is by going and digging at record stores. So I would like sample vinyl and like chop shit up like, you know, like hip hop producer style with the beat pad. And it wasn't until later that I really started incorporating like synthesizers and everything on top of it. I was just like making beats. Um, So yeah, that was a fun process. Like going and having like a physical thing and I'd have like a day where I would just listen to record after record and like create a library and then the next day I would go in and like start chopping stuff up so
0: very cool yeah Ableton's solid for just splicing up samples from records or audio in general yeah do you remember any records like specifically that you were like really in love with that you've used that for just like sampling
1: I mean so many I have like a whole stack downstairs in my living room now like like a thing of eight crates, like the beginnings of my sampling library.
0: That's awesome. You have like a storage unit just for your records to hold them. Yeah.
1: I've, I mean, they're a bitch to move, but they're awesome. <laughs> it's necessary. It's necessary. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of like funk and soul from like the 60s and 70s. I would just go yes. directly to like the soul crates. I'm into that. Uh, Pretty Lights was definitely a pioneer for that style.
0: For sure. Like, of taking like 60s, 70s, like hip hop, even gospel and just like chopping it up. And
1: Yep. And I would go on I would go on like who sampled who. Um, Have you ever seen that website?
0: Yeah. I Yeah. It's been a while, but I know of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I would like go on who sampled who and like figure it out, like which records people sampled for like popular songs. And then I would like go down a rabbit hole of like what records are like this record. And then I'd go to the store. That's cool. Yeah, it was a whole the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool just to, like, figure out, like, when I was, like, mentally trying to reverse engineer, like, how people made something, I would, yeah. like, I could, like, A and B it and be, like, okay, this was the original and this is what they did.
0: Very cool. There's a website my friend just told me about. It's called everynoise.com. And it's it's, like, literally every genre that's ever been published. And then if you click, it's, like, a weird, like, spider web. So if you click on, like, one says... Croatian electronic you click on it and then it shows every artist that's like published under that kind of genre what and then like examples of their work yeah it's insane there's like thousands and thousands of crazy like fidget house what (laughs) that's an actual
1: (laughs) genre yeah wait what is it called I'm gonna write this down for later
0: everynoise.com yeah it's a fun site if you just want to like burn time and just randomly scroll through crazy genres that you've never heard of okay yeah that sounds like
1: a fun little inspiration jump soviet synth pop oh my god sick it's crazy (laughs) yeah
0: there's all kinds of weird stuff speaking of a summer camp just like jumping around randomly uh i saw that will balkan bump played with you yep that was dope. Yeah, I yeah. opened for him and Indy on the same stage. I opened for you actually. And nice. he's a super nice guy and he's a yeah, great he's... trumpeter. Like he's a badass dude. Yeah.
1: We have a song coming out on my new record. Um I thought so. so we like he was actually at Reconnection in St. Louis the weekend before and at Summer Camp, so we got to like test it out at both of those festivals before oh, it come sorry. out it, c- it comes out, so Cool. It's always fun to like have those random sit-ins when you're in the same yeah. place as as another collaborator?
0: For sure, yeah. He's been killing it too. Um, yeah,
1: I was actually supposed
0: to play Reconnection, but I couldn't because of my schedule. Oh no! It's a fun festival, though.
1: It was really cool. I I had never been, and it was like apparently it was like dumping rain the first two days, but not when I was there. it's <laughs> <laughs> so. also like haha. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, kind of raining, but, like, yeah, not. it wasn't, like, full monsoon. Honestly, though, sometimes
0: those are the best moments when you're just, like, dripping in mud and, like, your artist plays your favorite song and you're yeah. just, like, oh, my God. And, you know, like, this, like, cloudy
1: and everybody's dancing in the rain. It's kind of nice. You have to, like, succumb to your environment in those situations. It's true. I've learned to designate a pair of festy shoes every yes. year, like. I had to, like, give him a bath before I went to the airport, but, you
0: know, fun. Yeah, honestly, like, when you're on tour, putting extra socks and, un- like, your favorite underwear on your rider is not the worst idea. I have yeah. friends that have done that.
1: That's definitely a smart move. I haven't, yeah, I haven't yeah. done that yet, but...
0: Because then when you're finished on the tour, you've got so many extra new socks yeah. and underwear you can take home. Swap them out. Yeah, it's awesome. It's Perfect. Who doesn't want that? So you shared a little bit about your background. Um, do you remember what version... Of Ableton Live was that like when you first got into it, it was
1: like an intro copy or whatever. Dude, I don't even know. Like maybe I think it was probably eight. This yeah, was like yeah. 2010.
0: Yeah, Ableton Live 8 release. That was April 2nd, 2009, is when eight came came out.
1: Okay, then yeah, it was definitely eight.
0: Dope. So, yeah, eight was cool. Uh, what version are you on right now?
1: I'm on 11 Suite.
0: Nice.
1: Yes. Nice. Nice. I finally did it.
0: I finally yeah. did it. What do you think of
1: Eleven? It's great. I finally switched over like my live set to Eleven too because at first I was just like I'm only going to produce in Eleven I'm not going to like do the whole transfer but um, you know the more you work in it you discover all these little things where you're just like how did I live without this before? <laughs> yep. Amen to that. <laughs> like the uh, for example like when you can highlight and move a whole automation without like doing the the whole
0: yeah like the little dots is that you mean you can click stretch yeah yep that is nice yeah the automation curves those are nice too yeah they added some of those yep yeah that's a good time the um the comping was probably my favorite upgrade to 11 i know that was a big one for everybody but uh, i started recently well i guess not recently a couple months ago comping video which is actually fun because you can can drag video in there and if you use the pencil tool, for anybody listening, you could totally just draw video chops. So if you're like editing a social media (gasps) post or something, yeah, then you can totally just drag a video in and then chop it to the music, to the beat or whatever, which is kind of fun.
1: Wow, okay. I've actually never used Ableton as a video. Yeah,
0: a lot of people don't. A lot of people I, like, don't like, even always know forget
1: now. for some reason i like think uh, that it's like for like time-coded visuals and you know yeah. but you can literally wow okay
0: yeah it's a whole new world there's a lot of things i feel like i'm always still learning about live you know, yeah it's my job and i'm still figuring it out
1: <laughs> kind of endless and then that's like uh, yeah. what makes it so fun is that like i don't think anyone will ever fully be like a master you know like right. there's always something that you're gonna learn when it's you true. sit down so yeah that is very true it's kind of like life
0: yeah ableton is
1: life you know it all and then you're like wow i don't know shit
0: (laughs) right just when you feel smart you'll feel dumb (laughs) later don't worry yeah that's funny as far as like workflow or just like producing do you have any go-to gear you mentioned like you had an abc 20 or 40 um do you have like any favorite tools in the studio
1: that you really couldn't live without um for as long as I've been producing, I always have my MPD handy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I use that for producing and for live. Um, nice. It's just kind of like, it's like my comfort zone. It's just like so easy. You can throw anything in a drum rack and just start chopping shit up. Yeah. Um, But I have the Push now. The Push too. Wow. Dope. Yeah, what do you think? It, I mean, it's amazing. It's like, yes. sometimes I forget. I'm so used to like being so inside the box that I forget that I can like sit back and like do it here instead, you know what I mean? (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah, So like it's like a constant reminder. I'm trying to like, that's one of the things that I was trying to do working on this new record is like trying to like zoom out a little bit and not be so, I don't know, just like on the computer. Yeah, someone yeah. had a funny word for it the other day, but I can't
0: <laughs> just being yeah, stuck in the box. Yeah,
1: boxes. so yeah. I'm like yeah. trying to like use all the tools that I have. Like I have my MPD, I have my Novation base station Two over here. Um, nice. Complete control. Uh, my push. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the complete control is awesome because like it has those light up keys. So you could just lock it into a key for people who maybe other people who don't have a lot of music theory. That's right. just nice it's just to nice to be able to see. Oh, these are the notes I should be touching.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've yeah. tried not to do that because I'm trying. I've been like diving back into like really trying to play keys and get better. Yeah. Um. And Same. I know that that'll just be a crutch, and I won't. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I'll be like, oh yeah, it's gonna help me, and I'll be like, no, it's just gonna show me. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, when you're on the fly and need to just do shit, it's really awesome. Can you can you do that with like? Can you lock the, the scale in Ableton and it'll just show up on there
0: for the keyboard or the push
1: for the keyboard?
0: Um, I'm not sure about the keyboard. There's a max for live device called Scalomat mat that can do that. You can definitely do that on the push for sure. There's also the scale, uh, feature inside the midi clips now. So you can yeah, turn you can on the scale and you can just see the notes, and It, and highlights, fold it. Yeah. yeah, fold the piano roll. So that is nice.
1: I always forget about that, and I'm kind of glad that I do. But it's also <laughs> yeah, it's good to know I mean, that it's there.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I don't know about you, but I produce a lot by ear most yep, of the time, so. anyway. Because uh, my music theory is pretty sad and it sucks. I'm sure yours is better than mine, honestly.
1: Uh, but, uh, I, but I would say it's mine's fair at best. I do. Yeah. I've learned and done everything up until this point with, you know, by ear, just hearing things that work right. together and. Yeah, playing stuff until it sounds good. So, I'm, we're probably on a similar page. <laughs> okay, cool. It makes me feel better. Thanks for making me feel better. It's actually wild, like talking to so many producers. Like, how many people are on the same page? You know, like yeah, yeah. Crazy because my my boyfriend's a guitarist in the motet, and he's just like oh cool, like, cool. A jazz musician brain. Oh for sure, They're and great. he's just like, how did you make that? Like not knowing the you know what you just did and I was like I don't know <laughs> I really don't know <laughs> yeah. it sounds good it
0: sounds good <laughs> yeah I mean if it works it yeah. works Motet's a great band too uh where, where did I see them I'm trying to remember it's been a long time they're kind of in the same genre would you say maybe as sun squabby I saw you played a show with them or you were like in Hawaii or something
1: yeah yeah we just played a show um on Kona that's awesome which was sick as fuck. It's beautiful out there. Yeah. It was my first time there and the sun SunSquabby guys, I don't even know how they initially got connected with someone there, but they've been going out like every three months. Oh, wow. That's a nice vacation. And- yeah. Like, um, and they brought me out and now I'm kind of like plugged in and in the loop and I know the whole squad. And I'm like, I'm trying to get on that, you know, yeah. cycle, <laughs> at least like, you know. Twice a year would be nice.
0: Give me some (laughs) tropical gigs, please. That's, yeah. I mean, that's the Ultimate. ultimate goal. Really is. That's what we're all working towards, really. What was your favorite part about Kona or being in Hawaii?
1: I mean, it was just, I don't remember the last time I really took a vacation outside of like a show. Yeah. And like, yeah, there was a show, but we stayed there for like a week. And it was right in the middle of me working on my album. And I was like, at like the point where I have no idea what I'm hearing anymore so <laughs> I was like this could be the best thing I ever made or it could be like the worst <laughs> terrible <laughs> so like it 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 every it happened at like the perfect time in that creative process that I just got to like step away from everything for a week and I came back and I felt like so refreshed like I could just like exhale in general like I just felt like it was a much needed like just like a mental reset, you know what I mean. I just yeah, like yeah. I just didn't have any worries for like a couple of days, and was in the most beautiful place on earth, really. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, we went snorkeling, and like, I felt like recharged and re inspired when I got home. So I think that was that was kind of the best part about that.
0: I think that's important for any artist, like or creator, just to kind of get out of your element and have a reset on your perspective or just kind of get out and get new inspiration from new surroundings. I think that's really important.
1: Yeah. I didn't do that for a long time and and I kept getting like burnt out, you know, I was like playing, just saying yes to every show and like not giving myself time to like have a life outside of everything. Yeah. And as soon as I started prioritizing that, I think it changed like my whole game. Really? Yeah. So it's, It's very important to find those pockets of time and recognize when you need a little break to step away from things.
0: Everybody listening out there, get a life. It's very important. (laughs) (laughs) Moral story: Just moral
1: story. Get a fucking life.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, If you take anything (laughs) from this podcast today, (laughs) that's
1: the description. Maddie tells everyone to get a life. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So um, as far as like collaborations, you mentioned Will, Balkan Bump. You have something coming out. Um, do you have any other collabs in the pipeline you could talk about or maybe some recent ones that you were excited about?
1: I'm trying to decide if I want to give away. Super exclusive. I have to like look at my track list for my album even to remember
0: what's going on. There's like hundreds of collabs in the pipeline.
1: No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I guess I like, fuck it. I can tease a couple. Oh, Okay. I don't know if you know you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen I don't know if you know the uh the singer moons yeah of course yeah so I'm doing actually was working on that last night so we have a song together that I'm it's probably one of my favorites on the album oh that's awesome yeah so we're that's great yeah she's awesome yeah she's she's badass
0: yeah she's a great voice yeah and um, she did a couple collabs with some of my good friends, uh, Kovex, yeah, uh, Brent, Brendan, and blanking, but there's others,
1: yeah, yeah. Closey. She did one with uh, Closey. She's had. Yeah. She's about to release one with Big G on their record. Yeah, I've been just like paying attention to vocalists that I really want to work with, and just kind of like reaching out, like with an idea in mind, like while I yeah. hit them up, you know. Yeah. And a lot of those have kind of just worked out, which is awesome.
0: That's great. Congrats. Yeah.
1: Yes. So yeah, I'll t- I'll tease that one.
0: Okay, there we go. <laughs> Everybody, you heard it here first. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So when you send an idea to another artist, whether it's a vocalist or another producer for a collab, do you typically have like a bunch, like most of the idea already produced out and then just having like a place for them to fill it? Or do you send them like a basic idea and then just build around whatever they send you back, or is it all over the place?
1: When it comes to vocals, it kind of can work either way. I like the Moon's collab. That song was pretty much there. Um, I I definitely left space for vocals. Yeah. Um, I like to, you know, produce something in mind with, like, you know, keep keeping the fact that there's going to be vocals on it in the back of my head when I'm producing. So I, you know, I keep space and I arrange it in a way that would make sense for them to write to. Yeah. Um. So that one was like pretty far along when I sent it to her. And then obviously I take what she gives me and kind of rework it after the fact. Um, okay. I actually like, I spent like four hours yesterday, like mixing and rearranging the song after I had all the pieces together. I was like, this would make way more sense if like this was over here, you know, I just like, so it's, yeah, I guess it just depends on the scenario, but um, and then in other cases, I'm still working, waiting for vocals on this other song that I'm working on that's like a bare bones skeleton. There's like five elements happening send it to a vocalist. I want to see what she does and then kind of like use that to fuel the direction. So it just kind of depends.
0: Yeah. And obviously like you probably have a level of trust with the artist that you're sending something to anyway. Yeah. Have them kind of figure out how to build around what you sent.
1: Yeah. And I I like to give people as much creative freedom as possible because I don't, you know, I know what it's like when someone's like, you know, it's like difference between a session musician and like a, a collaboration, giving someone yeah, the space yeah. to like be who they are, you know? That's true to have that distinction is really
0: good. There is a big difference. I think in my experience when hiring somebody in person to like lay down something, than just sending it off to somebody else to let them just do whatever they want.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah and I've yeah. like learned over, you know, the more you collaborate with people, like I've learned so much about just like communication and like people's working with people's workflows and like you think that someone can like read your mind you're like (laughs) you you know what I mean like you're like yeah here's (laughs) this like do your thing on it and then sometimes people will send you something back and you're like oh shit like I really didn't explain anything to you or like Like, what I wanted (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's (laughs) like oh man I'm gonna have to hurt their feelings now they're gonna hate me
1: yeah so I just learned like how to communicate better in collaborative scenarios
0: yeah and the collaborations, the few that I've done, like I try not to take anything personally, because if they're like, hey, Dan, this is total garbage and I send it to them and I was up for like six hours chugging coffee all night, <laughs> you know, working on it. And then they're just like, oh, cool. <laughs> no worries. Yeah,
1: that, that is definitely a, a, another thing you have to learn, too, is just like everyone thinks differently and has a different vision in mind. So if it do- if yeah. it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit, you know.
0: Right. Right. And I've had songs in the archives that I've showed friends and I'm like, this is garbage. And they're like, that's my favorite song you've ever made. Right. So Like it goes either way.
1: Yes. Yeah. That too.
0: So like if you could collaborate with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be?
1: Oh, man, I just read that question right before we got on here and I was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I think it'd be really cool to collaborate with like some of the first people that like got me into producing like, like DJ Shadow, RJD2, you know, like the people that I was listening to at the very beginning, like now that I've learned all that I've learned to like go back and like see what we could do to put our brains together now, like Mm -hmm. having that be like the seed that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Started my journey. Oh, definitely. It'd be interesting to see what some of those people are like, too. Yeah. Um, I know Noah the Boy was on tour and really was brought up by DJ Shadow. He was on the podcast maybe like four or five people ago. And oh, he wow. was he talking was- about that experience with him. And uh, yeah. he, he discovered him and picked him up. Um, he said that he was one of the most like hardcore, just like workaholic. Like, no nonsense kind of people, where he was just like so focused on making great music all the time. Like, when he was on tour, on tour, like, he never drank, never smoked, was just like a super focused. Probably got off
1: stage and went back and started making music. He started making
0: more music. Yeah, exactly.
1: Dude, that's awesome.
0: He's like, I didn't expect that. He was just like so focused.
1: I could see that for sure. Could you give me one second to blow my nose?
0: Yeah, please do. Go for that. Don't do that in the mic. Yeah, like. (laughs) Keep the mic clean, <laughs>
1: please.
0: Yeah, so um let's nerd out a little bit. Let's talk about some Ableton. Do you have like any favorite devices or like go-to Ableton tools or instruments that you love?
1: Um built-in ones? Yeah. Operator. Okay. Is definitely on my li- top five. And I kinda like it's funny because I started using Operator in the beginning of my music journey. And then I kind of like went away from it for a while mm-hmm. and I'm like just now like coming back to it. Yeah. Falling back in love again. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I'm having this like re rekindling relationship with operator, the word, whatever the word is. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, operator for sure. Um, I'm loving like the amp tool lately, just mm-hmm. like putting it on everything
0: (laughs) yeah yeah amps dope amp doesn't get enough love right i I feel like more people use it not on guitar but it is like a guitar amp simulation yeah of thing yeah
1: yeah i just use it for like distortion um uh ott uh that's kind of classic it is yeah Everyone's just putting like a hundred of them on everything these days.
0: <laughs> it's just like white noise, just exploding out of your doll.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, those are probably the top three I can think of right now. I mean, there's just you know the classics, the mm-hmm. EQ and the saturate saturation. Yes, Saturator's is beautiful. I love that thing. Yeah, that's kind of goes hand in hand with the amp. Yeah vibe but yeah just all the i really only use those classics in my yeah Yeah. i mean there's just all the go-tos but like ones that like stand out that i've been using creatively differently lately are those
0: what about um like delays or reverbs do you have any go-tos in that category or do you use like plugins for that
1: um i do use the built-in ableton delay okay just like the classic ping pong, um, uh, there's a there's like a tape one that I've been using lately. Um, I forget what it's actually. Is it? It's not echo. No, it's like a it's like a long, long exposure tape delay or something.
0: Okay, yeah, there is um there's actually a really dope tape delay. It's um part of Dub Machines. It's a pack called Dub Machines. Oh wow. And I recently found it. It's a tape delay. It's dub machines by real machine or surreal machines. The person that made it or the company that made it.
1: I'm gonna write
0: that down. Preset. There's one called magnetic. That's that's the name of the actual tape delay.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, I was using um, a UAD plugin for my tape delay. And then when I switched computers, I like lost a bunch of plugins. So I started oh. diving back into stock plugins, and I like found a bunch of shit that I didn't know existed. Maybe maybe it's new to eleven too. Could be. The dotted eighth note delay is pretty tight. Yeah, it is. Yeah,
0: for sure. Like I honestly, I don't play with a lot of the presets of the audio effects, but there's some really good ones in there. Yeah, there really are. Like the color limiter, I've been using that way more recently color limiter has like an analog kind of warmer tone to it but you can smash the crap out of stuff and it Ooh. still sounds musical okay yeah that thing's fun especially if like the volume of something is too quiet that's like my go-to now just to bring it up nice yeah it's fun it has a saturator built in too as well so you could just like use the saturation and not even turn up the gain. Um, nice. Actually, fun fact: I just read this this morning. Uh, the Live Eleven Two Point, or I'm sorry, Live Eleven Point Two beta that's coming out soon. I don't know when. Uh, they're revamping the reverb. We were talking about reverb. Oh wow! Yeah, so they're doing an overhaul to the reverb device. I think a lot of people have been like pooping on
1: it for a long time. <laughs> I mean, my <laughs> my go-to reverb is Valhalla. I just love same. it so much. Me so too. I don't, I don't really fuck with the built-in reverb in Ableton, but I will definitely give it a go if they same do, same. A, do a revamp.
0: Yeah, Valhalla is fantastic. It's amazing. It, all of his stuff is good. Uh, there's like shimmer, which like if you have something that sounds like crap, you just throw shimmer on it, and it's like this pretty sparkly atmosphere. Yep.
1: Yeah. I've also on that note, I just discovered a new plugin called Fresh Air. Yeah. Co- you know Kofressi? Yeah. He's the one that showed me that, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's like a, it adds that little spark on top, and yeah. you're just like, oh, I didn't it know does. I needed that. <laughs> it's like I can
0: breathe. It's so fresh. Yeah. All the yeah. way up here. <laughs> it's put, like putting a dryer sheet on your insert of your track, pretty much. Yes,
1: for fresh. sure. There's the tagline for their company.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fresh yeah. Air and Soothe, I think, are my...
1: favorites
0: just to do a quick cleanup of something
1: i don't have soothe but i it's literally been in my notes section of my phone for like a year (laughs) yeah hey
0: maybe it's a sign this is the universe telling you maddie soothe is coming yeah there's so many different toys out there i feel like sometimes you can get lost in that as well it's something i talk about on the podcast too it's like getting lost in the sauce of like just throwing all these things on it um like you can just strip yourself down sometimes less is a lot
1: more i uh, I definitely learned that lesson at some point in time. like I just kept like getting got by all the ads, you know you know, I was just like, yeah. oh that looks sick. I'm gonna buy it. Maybe yeah. it'll make my shit sound better and it's like right. you have to like if you master a certain a smaller number of things, you know and your toolbox is smaller, but you're stronger at them, I think it goes way further than just like having hundreds of plugins that you like kind of know how to use. Right. Um yeah, exactly. Yeah. I recently just bought um have you heard of pitch map?
0: Yeah, I know of pitch map. What is that again?
1: It's like I was trying to get that like color base sound, you know, okay. like okay. you can like affect like you can isolate different frequencies from oh, like a synth or a bass sound and like yes. affect them differently. Yeah. And I was really pumped on it. And then I bought it and it was like so CPU heavy that I couldn't even use it. Oh, that's a bummer. So I was like, can I get a refund on a plugin? And I and I did. Oh, that was nice of them. Yeah. But you know, that that was like something that I bought based on like an ad. And then I was like, yeah. wait, this I can do this in other ways. You know, yeah. I don't need like a fancy thing to there's like 20 different ways to create a, the same effect. You know this is true there was a
0: plug in the ahi posted recently that i was playing with and it was like that too it was like a harmonizer it was like 350 dollars i think it might have been pitch map it might have been pitch map actually you know what i think it was oh by zynaptic yeah it, yep. was, it was pitch map pitch. Yep. actually that's, that's
1: i actually i, I want to look at his uh tutorial because i don't know maybe maybe it, my... okay.
0: it was like a quick start Kind of thing, like kind of tutorial. But yeah, it was. I don't know. My feeling is, if you're gonna charge three hundred plus dollars for a plugin. That's got to be really hard to break through the market because there's so many really good plugins that do so many things that are a lot cheaper. Right. And it better come with like a big ass library of all kinds of stuff you could do. It doesn't.
1: <laughs> no. It definitely not doesn't. Not but it's. I guess it's like a. It's. It's a classic. Plugin. Like it's been around for like a long time, but people are just like incorporating it in new ways, you know? So it's kind of mm-hmm. like getting an, yeah. an extra bump. Yeah. uh But
0: by the way, Pitch Map is sponsoring this podcast episode. So oh. I just, no, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Holla at That's your yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Over here, uh, just shitting on it. Of right.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the money, Synaptic. I appreciate it.
1: I don't know. Somebody, Tell me if it works better on your computer, but I like it was yeah. Yeah. practically unusable in the, some of the projects that I was using because I yeah, had so yeah. much
0: going on. That's no good. Yeah, got to freeze and flatten or resample or. It was you know. just more of a, a frustration
1: than it was fun. So I was just
0: like, mm. see, that's that's yeah. There's nothing worse than having your computer like poop on you when you're in a creative flow.
1: Yeah, I was like, I don't want to sit here and freeze like twenty thousand things right now and and right. then. Then yeah. remember where I was at at that point. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, I was talking about this in the last podcast of Toybox. We were talking about um, Bounce in Place, BIP, or BIP. It's a Max for Live device, and it's like the fastest way to resample anything if you do oh, that. Oh, wow. You could always like freeze and flatten, obviously, but you know, if you want to do something in the process of real-time recording, like automate stuff in real-time or whatever, it's awesome. You literally can key map uh, anything, and... Uh, so like I have like a capital R mapped to the max Live device and I just like hit caps lock and then R and then it'll just instantly resample it. I'll pop out a new track below, it'll change the input Whoa, to resample so and it just starts recording right away. Which what? Is yeah, it's like five bucks or something. It's really cheap. It's adding it to my
1: list. <laughs> yeah.
0: For anybody who has sweet out there, check it out. It's Bounce in Place or Bip. Yeah, I love that thing. Sick. I think it's the same guy that makes clip gain. Um, which is cool
1: i forget if it was bill gates or mr bill that was talking about like i think they called it like mud pies yeah how they just like you know go off on tangents and just like resample a bunch of shit and just like go ham with effects plugins and then like go back in and see see what you're working with and chop stuff out so yeah i've been doing a lot of that lately too when i get stuck and just kind of like make mud pies (laughs) yeah no
0: it's a great thing it's a great thing to do yeah ill gates he really turned me on to the concept of like you have like your i forget what he called it he called it like daytime and nighttime sessions or whatever like daytime sessions is like i'm just gonna get really organized i'm gonna organize all my shit my file user library everything else and maybe i'm stuck or maybe like i just don't know what to do so i'll just make mud pies and, yeah. then and then save, save like, like a really crazy audio sample that I made from that in my user library for later.
1: Dude, that um, was yeah. some of the most important advice I ever heard anyone tell me, you know, yeah, that same thing yeah. is me just too. like separating those things. And like when I first started writing this record, I did something different that I've never done before was like, I took a, like a week and I just like set myself up for success, you know, like I I created like uh, I have a folder on my desktop called like album resources. So I I like dug for a bunch of samples. I started like messing with sounds and and finding, you know, creating tones that I liked and like gave myself kind of like a palette to work with. Yeah. Um. And it also kind of helped the album feel more cohesive because I had like all these similar you know I I would go to the resources folder and like use that like put a bunch of kicks in a folder that I liked and and snares and like so yeah Yeah. I like I definitely took like a week to like do research and figure out what I wanted my album to sound like I even had um, a folder in there that was like songs that I liked or like song structures that I liked so like getting organized and like thinking about my future self, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, making it easier for myself later, like really helped my workflow. And I've never really done that before. I would just kind of like sit down and go for it.
0: Yeah, I'm still guilty of that. For sure. It was like, I need to future proof myself more often. Because yeah. every time I find new toys, and then I get distracted, and then I stop getting
1: organized. So yeah, that's great advice for people out there. And I I hate to admit this, but I just now started using, like, my favorites in Ableton.
0: Oh, really? The uh, collections?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't do it for so long. I just, like, I just was not in an organized place. But when I, like, when I lost everything and I had to transfer to a new computer, I was like, all right, now is the time to really get organized and start using all these things and like it's oh my god it makes such a difference
0: even just like those couple
1: seconds where you're like searching for something if you just open the folder and you know where those three things are
0: yep game changer yes it really is yeah i organize all my folders in my user library and then i'll right click those folders and add them to collections like ones that i need to get to really quick but yeah that's that's a good pro tip for everybody so as far as um like live performance stuff goes, I saw you perform in Ableton Live when mm-hmm. we played that show in Indy. Yeah. Um, but I've also seen you perform on decks where you're just throwing down with the flash drive, which is always nice and convenient than yeah. carrying for a laptop sure. and a bunch of controllers. With your Ableton Live setup, like what does that typically look like for you?
1: So it's kind of like evolved over time. But currently it looks like a. I, I play in the session view. Um, okay. I have like an A and a B deck, and then I have like different channels inside of the A and B decks. And then I have my MPD two twenty three, two twenty six, and <laughs> and uh, my SPDS. It's like the ancient okay. one.
0: Yeah, is it wait? It's not the SX. It's the
1: S. No, the S SPD.
0: Oh, that's an OG SPD right there. Yeah, I actually stole it from my brother a long time ago. He doesn't even know. Still, he's still looking for it. <laughs>
1: he's still he's looking for like, it. Where <laughs> is <that?" laughs> But so I, I've used the SPDs as a MIDI controller too. So like, the MPD is reading a different drum rack than the SPDs is, mm-hmm. and I just have like different things in drum racks. Um, yeah, okay. And that way I can be like completely self-contained in any scenario that I come to. Like, I don't like relying on, you know, like a sound guy to like have my drum pad volume, you know, mm-hmm. right, and it's right. just it's easier for me to manipulate and swap things out if it's just a MIDI controller rather than like having to reprogram it every time. Yep. Um. So, yeah, so I have.
0: You... Sorry, I was just gonna say, so your SPD is triggering stuff in a drum rack.
1: Is that right? yes, and then um I used to use the novation launch Excel because I wanted like more faders things, but there was yeah. too much happening like in it the long the, the longer that I had it it was like there's so many knobs and you know it'll just like start turning it just started reading random effects in my ableton oh that's no good you know what I mean and I don't know if it was because it was broken or if because I You know, if you don't have something mapped and then you plug in a controller like that, it'll just like automatically pick up on things. It
0: can, yeah. Or you accidentally bump a fader just a little
1: bit and it snaps
0: into a different...
1: Yeah, Yeah, so I stopped using that and I just have like my go-to knobs and faders on my MPD. But yeah, so I have like effects on my A and B decks and then also individually in the channels inside of those and then i okay, have like okay. master effects also
0: okay yeah yeah i have a similar setup in session
1: view and i used to play stems of all my songs so i could like beat repeat drums separately and like that was really fun but i just wasn't organized enough to like <laughs> keep all of my it just was a lot you know it like is, if you're just like is. if you're crossfading yeah. like two songs that are individual stems and it's just like Mm -hmm. it was just I
0: had to not do that I feel you I feel that completely yeah I just usually bounce down one stereo file that I'm DJing unless I'm playing with live instruments um like with a full band then I stem stuff for band practice
1: purposes uh but other than that
0: yeah
1: same yeah and I and I usually I'm trying to have the foresight when I I'm exporting something, a final draft. Like, what do I want to do live, like on drum pads? So I'll like bounce that separately so I can chop it up and put it into my drum pad. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's
0: fun. I've recently, it's not in this room, but I fell in love with the um, Elise's Multi Strike Pro. But yeah, it's like their new rival to the SX. And oh, wow. the thing is beautiful. It comes with a lot of really good sounds and presets, which is really dope. Do you know Toby Hunka? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was on the podcast a long time. He runs AbletonDrummer.com. I've talked about him a lot on this podcast. He should be paying me for this by now. <laughs> but, but shout out to Toby. You're a great guy. Sponsored
1: by it. Toby. <laughs> yeah, we love you, Toby.
0: <laughs> no, but he makes a really cool patch I used for my spd when I used to have one. I think he has one for the S as well. where um, you could it, He just makes it really easy for bank changes. So it's just a Max for Live device, and you can just MIDI map it to whatever you want to jump bank so i would program for every song automatic bank changes so i didn't have to do that on the spdsx which was nice but you're playing it in a drum rack so i guess that doesn't really matter
1: right but i did so before i decided i was going to use it as a midi controller i someone was showing me how to set that up and then i was just like i feel like i'm gonna fuck this up that's funny
0: that's why he made that for all the people out there like me as well
1: like you go to like hit a big like moment and it's just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Yeah, I actually do. A, I do a lot of like vocal chops and stuff on my drum pad. Oh, cool. cool. um Like more so than drums, actually. um I have like some big moments and stuff that I use it for. But I'm trying to I, I really want to revamp my whole live setup soon because I yeah. feel like I've been doing it the same way for a long time. I just want to like experiment a little bit and try to like figure out more songs to use the drum pad on and like, yeah you know, you I'm starting to play bigger and bigger stages too. So like when I'm doing yeah. stuff on the MPD, like people can't really see that. It's mm-hmm. almost like you need like a bigger motion. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? So yeah, you could be like the blue man group and you just have giant drums <laughs> with paint all over them. And just run around the stage, smacking all kinds totally. of stuff. That'd be cool. Have you seen, um,
1: you know the group memba no i don't think so they're really dope they just uh they just did a tour with like they attached like these li- these huge light up like things that they made like almost like a production setup they attached them to their drum pads so that every time wow. they would hit things it, they would like light up yeah almost kind of like a glitch mob thing but it was like uh it was more of like a homemade thing and I was like, oh, that's really cool. fucking cool. You know, like trying to like think about stuff like that that can just like accentuate those moments. Well, mm-hmm.
0: funny story. Um, I, I can't say who it is because he's under NDA. Um, but, but he is working with a pretty well-known artist right now, helping them program a light show from their piano. So it's a MIDI keyboard and each note is a LED light. And Whoa. so as they could fully customize it, too. So every time he's playing a key, it's lighting up and he bends the keyboard forward like this and is playing it so more people can see it. But he's an absolute genius and I can connect you with him. He was on the podcast a long, long, long time ago. If you ever want to do any kind of syncopated stuff okay, as far as well, lights go with what you're playing, he, cool. can do, he can do some custom MIDI stuff with crazy lighting, too.
1: So. I think I, I probably know who you're talking about.
0: Okay, maybe. Yeah, the, the keyboard. Yeah, maybe. It could be, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you need help with your live setup or anything, I'll be in Denver in three and a half weeks. So, oh, cool. Let me know. Be happy yeah, to help. yeah.
1: I've been just kind of like, I'm still mid album mode, so I'm like trying to focus on that. But definitely yeah. at some point before I go on a fall tour, I want to do some experimenting with my life setup
0: yeah
1: and i have been i bought the uh cdj 3000s oh the new new yeah the new news you like them i love them so much like i was using serato forever and then i got a ppp loan in 2020 thanks uncle sam business expense so yeah it's nice like just having them you know and like being able to practice at my house and like I've finally figured out, you know, ways that I can do like Maddie DJ sets and like separate them from my thing, you know. And yeah. I think I've, that was kind of like a, a goal for a while it was like, how do I brand these differently? Or I was like, I'm just going to put DJ set in parentheses. It's like yeah, pretty easy. Yeah. And it's really fun. You know, like my cat, my sets are 90 percent my own music. Most of the time, and it's just really fun to just like play whatever I want, play house sets, and like
0: that's dope. Yeah, I mean, there is that convenience factor, like I said earlier, just having a flash drive and being able to play a wider genre, I guess, when it's just an expected DJ set type of thing. Yeah, definitely. But you crush it on stage, um, and I've seen you live at that show, it was great. You thanks. killed it, it was thanks. a good
1: time. Um, taking me a long time to fully, you know, be comfortable and confident on stage and just like own your space.
0: I think that's true for most people, though. Yeah. And that's kind of how it is. But you got the flappy dance like wub arm vibe that we were talking (laughs) about earlier. You got that down, so you're good. Um, You started a mix series called Bounce Volume One. Speaking of like DJ set stuff. uh, Do you have any plans for releasing like a volume two or is this going to keep going?
1: yeah so um over 2020 what i started was it was like a corn stream mix series i called it so so bounce the bounce series is kind of like the follow-up to that i just didn't want to like call it corn stream because we're not quarantined anymore thank god in that awkward (laughs) stage (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, it's like when the awkward hair stage you know you don't know what to really do with it yet
1: (laughs) yeah so yeah that was just like the first one and i'm just gonna Keep dropping mixes throughout the year. Um, I have like two recorded already that I need to release. I just keep getting oh, distracted. Same. There you go. <laughs> so oh, yeah, wow, thanks. I'm thanks for the reminder. Yeah, in time
0: for sure. Um, it's like hailing so loud outside of my
1: house right really? now. Really? It just it was just raining and now I just looked out and it's
0: like, it's like golf ball hail. Whoa! So, Wait, are you? So you're, are you in? You're I'll in- be in Denver July 9th actually to sign the lease okay i'm in indianapolis right now yeah the vibes in indianapolis are very low compared to denver (laughs) (laughs) hey
1: there's pockets for sure
0: there's some pockets yeah and i i no hate against indiana because i've had a lot of great indianapolis friends and support from the music scene here too but denver is definitely on another level very excited to meet more people there Yeah, I guess other upcoming projects you have
1: in the works, anything else
0: you want to shout out?
1: Really? Just this album. Uh, I've been, I think I started it in December or January. That's when I started like really honing in on, like it feels like I need to write an album. Like it just feels like the time. So I've been working on, I think it's going to be 10 or 11 tracks depending on, Oh wow, that's a good size. Yeah, what all makes like the final cut. So, yeah, I've been working really really hard on it and I'm really proud of it and I and I took like the spring off touring for the most part so that I could really dive into this, which and that's like the first time in like forever that I really felt comfortable doing that. Hmm. Being like block off yeah. my books, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um so it was cool. I, I really took time to like get better and like, you know, do research and kind of like level up my craft while I was creating this, you know. So definitely feels like a big step up for me and I'm excited to finish it.
0: Yeah. Well, congratulations. I'm stoked to hear it. Uh, when does that come out? Did you say?
1: Um, shooting for August. Okay, August. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It'll That'll definitely be, be in the fall.
0: Isn't that that's pretty close to Lala, isn't it? Um
1: Lala is July 29th.
0: Yeah. Okay, so right before August. That's cool. So are you going to play some tracks maybe for that show?
1: Yeah, 100%. Sick. I've already i te- I've teased two of them, the Balkan bump one and then the never I just put out the first single called Never Fades. So okay, I played great. those two the last couple of weekends and they're they're going off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I heard Never Fades. And that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're a great producer. And, uh, I would like to think that you are a big inspiration to a lot of other female producers out there. Um, yeah. if you could give advice to either upcoming producers or other female producers wanting to like level up, like what would you, what would you
1: tell them? I would say it's really important to have like a community and like go to friends in you know that are also producers that like understand what you're doing um because it can be like pretty isolating especially you know in the boys club uh (laughs) that's a thing it's a real thing yeah so i think it's really important to like have people that you can be vulnerable and trust and learn with whether that's like someone that you find online or like taking lessons with somebody or you know just like finding people in your local community that you can like have cool conversations with or like get feedback from yeah um yeah. i think that's a huge part of it cuz you know everyone's going to want to give up over and over again you know it, that oh, never sure, stops sure. <laughs> yeah. you know yes, you have the, those moments true. where you're just like i'm done yeah uh so if you don't you know just just knowing that you're not alone in all of those thoughts is really important too yeah. you know like everyone yeah. goes through all the crazy being a creative human being is just a roller coaster so yeah. like having people that you can like count on is like huge yeah
0: no, that's good advice and um and also get a life
1: yeah also get get a, get a yeah. life get and a life, yeah. don't, don't forget to have a life <laughs> <laughs> just go get one if you don't have one <laughs> just go find it amazon it i don't just know. do it yeah it's not hard
0: <laughs> it's not hard <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to respect your time and like I appreciate you hanging out. Like I said, I think your music's great. If Thank anybody you. gets a chance to see you at an upcoming festival, uh, like I said, Lala, you played Summer Camp. You're crushing it. So yeah, happy to support you however I can. Also, I think I might have your cables from the last show when I opened for you in Indy.
1: <laughs> my my RCA think, cables?
0: Not RCA. It was uh, it was like a quarter inch to XLR. I think coming out of the interface into the mixer, I'm pretty sure. And I, I actually didn't take it. The guys that were running sound put it in my bag apparently. Oh, uh-huh. and then I found it, and I was like, "This isn't mine.
1: This might be Maddie's." I'm. Pretty it's. Pretty sure. I don't travel with an XLR cable, so it might not be mine. Well, maybe it was Corey. Yeah, it might be. Thanks, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> <Appreciate> <laughs> Thanks, it, <man>. bud. <laughs> well, cool. I got some extra cables now. I usually yeah. lose one drumstick everywhere I go, but I got
0: them both. That's normal. Yeah, at some point you just gotta throw the sticks away, otherwise you just give yourself and everybody else splinters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, definitely not. Thanks to whoever gave me the free cables. They're Megami too, which is nice.
1: I should have. I should
0: have just claimed it. I it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you missed out, really. Shit. <laughs> that's hilarious cool well i'll let you go um thanks for hanging out uh this will be posted on next tuesday whatever day that is the 14th i believe so yeah yeah and maybe i'll see you around denver sometime
1: yeah thanks for having me dude um definitely give me a shout i'm i'm in town until the 25th um of this month yeah i'm just going up to play steamboat and then atlanta on the 30th this whole month is just dedicated to me like trying to finish this record so yes
0: that's important go do that yeah, yeah, yeah. so nobody asked that's me what to what hang out
1: for. other than you <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i feel honored thanks for making time for me and your busy schedule Pretty hey you sure don't that. live that's here that's not yet not yet first week of june or july i guess this is june i don't even know what time oh you're is. moving
1: out here yeah yeah oh but you yeah. told me that a while ago
0: it's been in the works. I keep saying that on the podcast, and then I get messages from people, and they're like, hey, excited to have you in Denver, and that was like two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it is happening, I promise, and I can't wait to see all of you, so, yeah.
1: Well, thanks cool. for having me.
0: Absolutely. Much love, everybody listening. Um, go check out the links in the show notes, as always. Give Maddie some love, and check out her music. It's really cool. And uh, where's the best place for people to hang out with you, like on the socials or wherever?
1: Um, I have a group on Facebook called the Mad Squad. So that's like, that. yeah, sure. so that's like a, you know, that's kind of like the community. It's the yeah. only reason I like Facebook is because it has that. Otherwise, mm. I really hate Facebook.
0: Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg's a robot.
1: I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do read messages and respond to people and listen to music from messages on Instagram. Um, I try to be as much up to date on that as possible. So yeah, that's kind of the best place to reach out and say hi, um, that I'll actually see it and respond to you. Sweet.
0: Yes, that's where I hang out most. So I'll keep following and liking and throwing up emojis occasionally. This nice, yeah, in your feet. throw them up. What up? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, well, enjoy the rest of your day. Um, yeah, and everybody go check out your stuff and I'll hopefully see you around town. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Go cool. Huge thanks to all of you out there supporting the podcast and listening. If you want to be the first to get new episodes, join the newsletter. I'll also send you some occasional free packs and different happenings in the Ableton Live world. So stay tuned there and get better connected by going to liveproducersonline.com/newsletter. Also, if you want to learn some new tips and tricks and hang out with me, join the Discord server. You can go to liveproducersonline.com/discord check back on Tuesdays for new episodes. Much love to all of you and see you next time.